if there's anybody listening to the show right now who's out there trying to find like love and you're like in the dating world and it's just not really working out for you, I came across this story and I thought what this guy did was actually incredible. Like not not just because you know of what he did, but the creativity is there. So it's like it's even something I think would make anybody who's interested in dating this person, I think it would draw them in like, wow, like that the creativity of what he came up with is maybe even enough for you to want to go check his page out. You know what I mean? So I yeah. thought, I thought, wow, like you're, you're brilliant, man. You're br- I'd like to shake this guy's hand. Welcome to the Turk, Megan and Amateur Alex podcast. Love the morning. I like to listen to in the morning. Mornings in Halifax on 101.3 Virgin Radio. I just came across the story of this 29 year old genius, like, uh, I, 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 got, I, I got a good chuckle out of uh, reading a story. It was interesting. I thought, this guy is really smart. And you know what? I'm impressed by people like this. What's going on? This is creative to me. This guy was having a lot of trouble in the dating world, right? Like, he was all over dating websites, probably dabbling too much in Tinder. You know, Megan t- Tinders a lot. And as you know, Megan is very upset by Tinder all the time. It's, it's a depressing site for her. She's always mad at it, and then she's back on it, and then she's mad at it, and she's back on it. So, like, that could just be a circle of, like, frustration it seems like it's mostly bad for her like 80 percent of the time yeah and uh, you know what i guess it could be that way for a lot of people some people may have success stories out there in the dating site but this guy this guy's 29 years old he lives in st louis he was actually having a hard time finding somebody on the dating site so he created his own dating website featuring only him Oh, God. So the website is datecallinobrien.com. <laughs> He's had a lot of success. Over 200 women have hit him up already and 13 dates lined up. <laughs> Is he loaded? I No, I don't think so. I don't think he's loaded at all. I think he just he got creative and said, you know what? Why, why be on a, a dating website that features a million people? Because that could be hard. That's a big pool. So he, may, he, he, took the, he took the ocean, squished it down to a pool, and then said, that's still too big. Then went down to a pond and said, nah, a little too big. Let's make, it a, let's make it a puddle. And that puddle is now him. He's the only fish in the puddle. <laughs> he really is a genius. <laughs> 200 women. He's lining them up, knocking them out the park. Wow. DateColinO'Brien.com. I want to go <laughs> to the site just to check this dude out. <laughs> You're listening to the Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex podcast. And hear him live weekday mornings on 101.3 Virgin Radio. Some people strongly believe in manifesting. Believe it to happen, and it could happen. And not all great things just happen in the movies. Sometimes it happens for us after you say... You know, this stuff kind of happens in the movies. And that's what happened for me over the weekend. I was in a fishing derby. How sweet. And the fishing derby started at about 8 a.m. And it goes to like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And they actually have people going around on boats that come over and they weigh your fish. That's fun. So it's like biggest bass. Like in this lake, there's only bass and pickerel. So unfortunately, okay. no trout or anything like that. But it's like biggest bass is first place. Second biggest bass is second place. And then pickerel is always third place. Doesn't even matter how big that pickerel is. It's just going to be third place. <laughs> Nobody likes the pickerel. Dirty old pickerels. <laughs> um, they're not even supposed to be here. No. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so they got people going around. They weigh your fish, and you got to get your fish weighed in before the derby is over. So three o'clock's the deadline. Anyways, we we understand there's somebody on the board, and they had knocked our fish off, and so we're we're trying to find the bigger fish all day, and we're not getting to it, right? And I'm like, oh man. It's 250. I look at my partner Adam. We're sitting in this little aluminum boat and I'm like, it's 250, bud. Deadline's three o'clock. Probably not gonna happen. Man, maybe next year. Maybe next year we'll <laughs> we'll win a trophy. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucks. But uh yeah. And then I'm like looking at him and I'm like, you know, man, 
And meanwhile, our, our rods are in the water, right? Like, and we're troll fishing on our way back. Yeah. And I look at him and I go, man, this kind of stuff happens in the movies all the time. Like, you know, last minute, like, ah, victory fish. Yes. And he goes, it does always happen in the movies. I kid you not, in 10 seconds after that, my rod just goes, bam, right over. What? And I'm like, oh, my God, fish on. We're like scrambling. We don't know what's going on here. He's like killing the motor. He's got his rod in his hand. My rod's just bent over, and I, I'm reeling it in. And I see the bass come out of the water. I'm like, it's a bass. It's a big bass. And he's like, oh. He puts his rod down on the ground. I'm like yanking that baby in. I'm like, get it, get it, get it. And all of a sudden, my hook goes, poof, hits the top of his rod. What? And we're like, what the? Wait, the fish is still there. What's going on? The fish was on his rod. But somehow his rod never bent over. My rod bent over. I reeled it in by my rod when it was never even on mine. Wow. It was on his, and now our lines are all tangled. We grabbed the line. We started yanking it in by hand. Boom. Fish on. We got the fish. Awesome. We didn't get first place, though. <laughs> <laughs> A little tiny one. <laughs> no, no, it was over. Like So, you know, when it comes to bass, small smallmouth bass, uh, you can get them, uh, you know, pretty big uh if you're lucky you can get like a three four pounder but like that's like like it's not easy to get the ones that are that big usually people are pulling out anywhere from like over a pound and under i think ours was uh one pound four ounces or something like that and i think the the biggest one that was pulled out was like one pound five ounces or something oh, like that okay not bad yeah i mean it, it, you can understand the excitement you, you know you, we knew <laughs> that it was a good it was a good fish and it was and i'm telling you we only had like at this point maybe five minutes when i looked at him and i said this kind of stuff happens in the movies all the time and the rod bent right over right after i said that it was incredible that's a miracle. It, it it was like something out of a movie. Like after I said, it happens in the movies, right? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a lot better if the fish actually won us the trophy and everything. <laughs> yeah. Like even like win or lose, that 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 made the derby. It, everything was perfect after that. Like we were we were at the after parties acting like we were the trophy winners. You know, yeah. we're over there yeah. telling our story and stuff, and people were like, "What?" And a we're couple like, yeah. kings. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Virgin Radio. Hey, you might not have got first place, but you got first place in stories in my category, big guy. Man, I'm telling you, it was one of the most exciting things that ever happened to me. All I can say is that's a one-in-a-lifetime story, man. Like, that's something you're going to be able to tell your grandkids. Every, any fishing trip I've ever been, I've been in the Miramichi and everything. This was an incredible thing. I don't even, we were both looking at each other, and we don't understand why his rod never had action and why my rod bent completely over. And how I was able to reel it in most of the way, but the fish was on his hook. At all the fishing stories I've heard in my life, that's top five. Yeah, like that's a, it's <laughs> it's crazy because I'm thinking to myself, I was, you know, what I said to him because we were trying to come up with ideas of what happened here, and I said, what are the chances that I caught the fish because my rod went right over his rod, never did his 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 rod was in his hand, no action. Mine bent right uh, right over. I was like, what are the chances that I caught the fish, and as I was reeling it in, it also hit your hook, and then at some point, my hook popped off. That's the only thing I can think of logically. You could have had both your hooks, and then when you started reeling in, right, you were the only one that felt it, but he spit yours out. Maybe, but like we, both of our rods were in our rod holders on an aluminum boat, and both of them were trolling in right directly behind the boat. And then my rod just went right over. His rod had zero action. How if it was on both of ours, how did it only how did it only give action to one rod? I don't know, man. 
I, I, I believe it because I, 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 you know, you're just one of them type of people there. Like, even your mom, your mom's got a very believable story, right? Like, so, <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely not going to be one of them people that say, oh, yeah, put a picture up or it didn't happen, right? Right. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate you, buddy. And, you know, I appreciate you believing in the story. It, it is a true story. And I, like, we, it, it was my story all weekend. I was like, I can't wait to get back on the radio and tell people and, about know, this. I'm just jealous because I didn't get to go out fishing this weekend, so it's the best fish story I got to hear yet. Well, man, I'm happy to help. <laughs> Virgin Mornings with Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex. The podcast. Listen live weekday mornings on 101.3 Virgin Radio. Do you like the smell of asphalt? Yeah, newly paved? Yes. It's not a bad smell, right? Like, why would anybody, like, is there anybody out there who hates the smell of asphalt so bad that they'd rather it smell like flowers? <laughs> This is possible. It's totally possible. It's happening. Wow. A construction company actually invented flower-scented asphalt to kind of hide off that smell of fresh-laid asphalt, which I thought to myself, like, what's wrong with with the smell of fresh-laid asphalt? It's like one of those weird smells that humans like, like gas. Is it bad for you? Asphalt, fires, all that stuff. I don't know if it's bad for you or not, but uh, they got these, like, essential oils and everything. I just see tax dollars. Like just more more tax to be like paving streets and stuff, right? Because now you got yeah. we're driving on streets with essential oils. <laughs> and let's not even start to discuss the bees. How many bees are gonna die? Oh no. Getting hit by cars like, ooh, look at this asphalt. This is one big flower. Bow. <laughs> Alright, I like this because this survey was actually done with kids. And it's for anybody out there who thinks or wants to be a cool mom. So if being a cool mom is very important to you. It might be a great idea for you to actually get somebody else, not yourself, you know, not not a family member, but maybe a third party to maybe just like question quiz your kids real quick. You know what I mean? Like, hey, do you think your mom's cool? What do you think cool moms should never do? A non-biased person. There. Exactly. A non-biased person to be able to sneak in there and be able to pop off a few questions. So they did this survey and this was the results of it. And in that same one, again, 47% of moms said they want to be cool. So it's very important for moms to be cool moms. So, a lot of moms are cool, by the way. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It, like some yeah. moms are even cool and the kids don't think so. That's yeah, like, we're all cool. Or are we losing our cool? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At some point, we're no longer cool. Like my dad probably thinks he's cool as hell. And yeah. I'm sometimes sitting there like, Dad, you are embarrassing, man. <laughs> that you cannot be dancing like John Travolta from Saturday Night Fever anymore. <laughs> Like, this ain't even a party, Dad. He does that every weekend. <laughs> like Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so they sat down with kids and they said, uh, what should uh, cool moms never do? And these kids said, cool moms should never use their nickname. So not not the, the mom's nickname, but the child's nickname. So, like, don't call your kid sweetheart. Oh, yeah. And another example was, if the child's name is James, don't be calling him Jamie. So, oh. like, if you're doing, like, cute little nicknames for your kids, don't use that in public, they said. A lot of kids actually grow out of that, don't they? They're like, oh, stop calling me that. It's embarrassing. Kids also said, never shout their name at a sporting event. It's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Turk! <laughs> That's my boy! Kick his ass, Turk! <laughs> and finally, the kids said, 40, 40% of the kids said, cool moms never dance in public. Oh. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm talking about about my dad. See, dad? It's not cool. Saturday Night Fever is not cool. Okay, 
right, so we're going to call Mama Turcup right now and ask her what makes a cool mom. <laughs> she is the coolest. She's pretty cool. <laughs> she always calls like like the young, younger kids out there her homies. <laughs> awesome. She's like my homies. Oh, please leave a message after the tone. <laughs> that ain't cool, Mom. Oh, no. She's four hours behind us, so we're definitely waking her up. Cool Getting moms, her out of bed. Cool moms would answer when their when their thirty eight year old son calls. <laughs> Good morning, mom. What's going on? Good morning to you all, Martin. Good morning to you. I love you. Good morning, Halifax. Good morning, Nepal, Scotia. You guys have happy fall. Now happy fall day. Okay, uh, real quick, I just wanted to ask you a quick question. We were going through this survey, and in the survey, it was talking about cool moms, and it was 40, 47% of moms, they want to be cool to their kids, right? Be nice, but not cool. What you going to mean, cool? What, what, what do you have to do to be a cool mom, mom? You sweet, you nice, uh, you uh, how do you do? Try to make easy for them, you know, no neck. So, you know, about when they need it, you nag, too, you know? Yeah, just nag when they need to be nagged. Okay. Yeah. Uh, real quick, you, you've got a lot of young friends out there in the world, and you like to call them your homies, right? Yes. Tell me a little bit about your homies. My homies, uh, when you do some good things, you don't need to brag about it, but you ask this why I say, touch people's lives. Help them, and I no one thank you or nothing, you know. I stuff like that. They go, go, they pray for me. If there's any moms listening right now, what do they have to do to be considered cool? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, everybody different, you know. You be nice because life already hard. Uh, cast nothing, your smile. Cast this. A smile is free, you know? Okay, but you Approach you're... me, people smile. On a scale of one to I ten. Help, and I, I don't know, uh, anything. They come natural. <laughs> I have this natural Mom, gift, on a, okay, you, know? yeah. you You got a natural gift gab like me, so you need to <laughs> simmer down real quick. On, on, a, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how, how cool are you on a scale of one to ten? Uh, uh, ten. Okay. On a scale nice. of one to ten, how cool am I? You're not cool. Oh! Oh! <laughs> You're listening to the Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex podcast. And hear them live weekday mornings on 101.3 Virgin Radio. Okay, uh, surely we all remember the famous Monica Lewinsky. How could we forget? It's like you don't even remember all the details or even the full story or anything like that. All I remember is a cigar. <laughs> Like, you know, like this happened back when I would have been a kid. I, I believe yeah. I was actually living in Washington State at the time in Seattle. Yeah. And yeah, that, it was all this talk about a cigar. I don't even know. Was there really even a cigar involved or was that just a bunch of talk? I feel like it was the first time I saw a scandal from a president as a kid. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. But does the cigar, like, do you remember a cigar, the, the cigar being talked about? I ne- I don't at all. I remember you talking about this even before mentioning the cigar. Yeah. Anyways, I, I I thought I'd bring it up because apparently impeachment. There's a brand new series called Impeachment. Monica Lewinsky is actually a producer on this new series. Wow. 
And so she's apparently leaving in a scene where she flashes Bill Clinton her thong. And she said, quote, I shouldn't get a pass because I'm a producer. So she's like putting the story out there. And again, it's all about the scandal between President Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. And Monica Lewinsky being a producer on the series, that's really making this quite interesting. Yes, very intriguing. Now I want to watch to see if there's ever a cigar. Because <laughs> if she's talking about she's leaving in the scene where she flashes Bill Clinton her thong and saying, well, you know, just because I'm a producer, I shouldn't get a pass. So my story has to be as it is. Then maybe we'll we'll know once and for all if this cigar was a real thing or not. Nice. I'll remember you telling me about this. Does cigar. anybody else know what I'm talking about? Like for some reason, like like I said, like. You, you hear the stories growing up, but you maybe never did the research because we were kids. Why would we have done the research? It was all over the news. We understood that there was some sort of scandal, but we weren't going to go sit there and like, you know, dive through it as kids. But read the tabloids. For some reason, there was always a cigar being talked about. And I think, uh, you know, a lot. There's got to be a lot of us who know about the cigar, right? Come on. I'm not the only one <laughs> who remember hearing about a cigar. Am I? Am I? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Get your fix of Turk, Megan, and Amateur Alex weekdays 5.30 to 10 on Virgin Radio. And follow the podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.